0: Why don't you purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? And welcome to EnterVR, the podcast where we talk about everything virtual reality. I am your host, Chris Miranda. Uh, today is a special show. Every every show is special, but this one is, is particularly special because... <sighs> I am uh, I'm a big I'm a big believer that we have a new medium of storytelling, um a new canvas for which we will be able to tell our stories on. And whether those those stories be really serious or silly or hilarious or amazing or epic, you know, regardless, we have a new medium. And here we have a team of people who are putting together uh a, an experience that is to say it's unique is is a, a total understatement. It's it's in it's mild, mildly insane. It is, ins, it's intriguing. It is it it and it feels like I'm right at home with it. Um, because when I uh, what I'm talking about, it is uh, life, uh, life aquatic. No classroom aquatic. Um, this uh, amazing amazing experience for the Oculus Rift where you are an exchange student, uh, in a classroom. But not just any ordinary classroom. This is a classroom of dolphins. And you are trying to cheat your way to... Uh, to because you don't speak dolphins, so you try to cheat your way through the test. Um, it's, it's an amazing uh, and, again, really, really uh, intuitive experience. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the team I am speaking with. So today I have uh, Remy, uh, Adeline, Eric, Devin, Michael... And uh, unfortunately, but a shout out to Heather and Mickey, uh, who won't be here today. Um, so again, welcome to EnterVR vr guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, let's, let's, let's go ahead and just uh, one more quickly uh, introduce yourselves really quick. Sure, <laughs> I know I already sure. did it, <laughs> but it's okay. Let's do um, it. Um, yeah.
1: My name is <laughs> Remy. I am the uh,
2: designer for Classroom Aquatic.
1: Awesome.
0: My
2: name is Adeline, and I'm one of the 3D artists.
3: I'm Eric, I did the, or I'm doing the music and the sound designer. Awesome. And I'm Michael, and I'm a programmer.
0: Okay, so let's get this going. Uh, Why Dolphins? Where did this come from? Who, which one of you was on Acid?
1: (laughs) Uh, It's a funny story. So um, this game was originally for a a virtual reality uh, Oculus Rift Jam uh, for IndieCade. Uh, it was supposed to be done in three weeks, and we were just jamming out ideas. Uh, and it must have been something like 5am, and we had like hundreds and hundreds of suggestions we were just throwing against the wall and we weren't happy with. And, uh, one of our artists, Heather, she's not here today, uh, she just came out and said, I'd love to make a game where you're swimming with dolphins, because dolphins are just so smart. Ugh, humans are so stupid. (laughs) And it just kind of snowballed from there. <laughs> they were also on acid while okay. we did discussion.
4: <laughs> we were
1: all on acid. Good
4: times.
0: Where are you guys located right now? Where are you, um, like, geographically speaking?
1: The majority uh, of us is in L.A., yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got one group member in uh, San Francisco right now and uh, a couple in Colorado.
0: Oh nice. Okay. So I'll go visit your member in San Francisco. He he must be nearby me. Uh, very cool. So that make, that explains everything, the whole asset thing. Um so that's so that's 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 really cool. So what it so you went from let's do a game about dolphins. Uh at what point did you you know, did, did it did it start did it start coming about where, all right, right, let's. this is the sound that we want, this is the gameplay mechanics that we want, you know, walk me a little bit through the initial process of getting started.
1: Sure. Well, the first thing we had on a Bolton list was that our game should use the Oculus Rift's uh, interesting sight mechanic as its main draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't want to make a game that was just a video game ported over to the Oculus Rift. We wanted to make something that really... Uh, was for the Oculus, was made for the Oculus. Uh, And so when we were designing the game, we tried to think of mechanics that really used looking as its main mechanic. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a lot of games about being a prison guard, making sure people wouldn't uh, do anything wrong. We had a game actually about being a professor, making sure that your students weren't cheating. Uh, But cheating on tests just seemed sort of like an intuitive mechanic that anyone could jump into and just a lot of fun to do
0: yeah it, it no it is it is for sure and so okay so when at what point i need to ask uh, that dolphin sound there's something about uh, in <laughs> there's something about that dolphin sound um, one, it makes me laugh, and two, uh, whenever I hear, whenever I, I I get punished by the teacher, I get scolded by the teacher. I actually felt like I was being scolded by the teacher. Like it was like it was. There's something about that ah 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 that actually felt like. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't speak dolphin, but if you but if I did, I oh you, you don't know. want to yeah you don't want to
3: know
0: what <laughs> Where did you guys get the dolphin sounds and how did that you know how did you make those? Uh,
3: so actually. It was, um, there are a few different places where that came from. A lot of it I actually made. uh, Don't ask me how. It's kind of, don't want to even go through the process, I guess. But I layered a lot of different sounds together. Uh, Some of it was stuff that I found on the internet. Like there's that, that kind of characteristic dolphin sound you would hear in like any movie that has a dolphin or any TV show. It's always the exact same one. Uh, which I found interesting, so I thought we had to have that in there, so that's that that one that I think you're talking about, mm-hmm. and then there are all those smaller kind of dolphin syllables, and those are like a combination of dolphin clicks and these weird datas uh so a lot of work went into it surprisingly mm, mm.
0: <laughs> now i thank you, and then what about the environment itself? You know there's something about that environment where i I put on the rift and i and then i, I all of a sudden I was there. And it felt extremely familiar. Like, oh my God, this is my second grade classroom. And, you know, you look to your left, and oh, okay, there's an ocean. <laughs> there's, it's, I'm in, I'm underwater. And then, oh, by the way, I'm surrounded by dolphins. It's honestly, I, I couldn't make up a better like. That's a, that's such an innovative thing. Like, what, what went into making this classroom work? You know, did you put a lot of thought into that?
2: Well, I guess, uh, speaking for the artists, um, we, I mean, we, we looked up a lot of pictures of just classrooms. We kind of decided, um, you know, how, sort of like how modern we wanted our guests to look. And, um, I mean, a lot of it, I mean, I think all of us have been to elementary school and a lot of it was just from, <laughs> you know, our experiences, uh, uh, some things like the posters on the wall, like, um that was kind of an idea of, you know, like in, in, in elementary schools specifically, they have a lot of these corny inspirational posters. So uh, that's why we have stuff like illuminate your mind and reach for new heights, but, but fishy themed And, um, I mean, a lot of the other random things, like, you know, uh, like, you know, the, the microscope and i mean we kind of tried to make it a little bit sciencey themed mm-hmm. but it's still kind of like a general ed uh classroom and then uh we definitely wanted to have more of that ocean aspect so we we tried to create like a like a nice ocean scenery on the window um yeah, yeah.
0: now that was yeah it was awesome and uh, you know i got to tell you the 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 cheesy posters that really got to me that was like they're paying <laughs> t- you guys really paying attention to detail there though like because i because i remember and and you know and i was one of those kids where i would read those posters and i'll be like yeah i can do it, it is. <laughs> I, I i drank the, the whole chocolate milk the whole way through uh, elementary <laughs> middle school and high school um so that's really cool and then why VR? Just fundamentally, why do you guys, believe, you know, think that you know VR is a is a medium for you to express yourselves?
1: You know, there's a lot of interesting possibilities that are opened up with VR as a medium of storytelling and gameplay. Um, it's simply a new way of interacting with some sort of program or uh, assets, uh, and you can do things with it that you can't do. In any other medium, whether you have a controller or a single screen monitor or anything else, and that sort of like ocean of possibility really resonated with all of us who were trying to do something really creative, something really new and innovative.
0: Yeah, you know, and I and I and I have to ask you, you know, and this is fairly speculative, obviously, but in the future, do you think there's going to be a um, a fork in the road for developers and people who want to create things? There's going to be a a, a path. In which people are going to be able to, or are, are only going to be able to create things for, uh, you know, 2D interfaces like a flat screen panel, and then there's going to be developers who are only specializing on VR. Do you guys believe that there's going to be, you know, sort of like a, a fork in the road where there's going to be one type of developer, a VR developer, and there's going to be the other kind of developer, a regular video game, traditional video games. Um, is this what it feels like, or what do you think?
1: I certainly hope that when people are looking at the things they design that they do take into account the medium they're making it for. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest problems with the Oculus Rift right now is that so many developers are confused about what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Which is why you see a lot of games that are traditionally meant for monitor play with mouse and keyboard. Uh, being ported over basically through their uh, their baseline mechanics. Yeah. Uh, I hope that any developer, whether or not they're developing for the oculus rift or for you know regular computers or consoles, really takes into account what the player will be doing when they make their game. Uh, and so I hope there is a skill specialization that uh, emerges with the uh, with the oculus rift.
0: Given the technological and technical limitations that you're working with, what are your biggest uh, user interface obstacles?
4: Why
1: don't you take this one, Michael? Oh. Michael doesn't seem to be Michael may not take this one. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. Um, um, why don't you take this one, Devin?
4: Um, I'm sorry. I was trying to get Michael back on the call. Uh, as, oh, wait. There you are, Mike. Oh, I've, I've been here. Um, I'm sorry. I have to
5: click a, a special button in order to speak. So, <laughs> oh, uh, go ahead. Sorry, I can actually speak to that. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah,
0: sure. perfectly.
5: you good. Okay. So, one of the challenges with the virtual reality um, headset is that we don't want to have the user interface be um, like part of the headset. We want it to be part of the world. Like you're actually looking into it. Mm-hmm. Creates issues of how are we going to convey certain bits of information, like what you're aiming at, or whether or not certain people can see you without having like a traditional user interface, uh, like a, yeah.
0: And and so, do you think that the these obstacles are a um, a a something that could be uh, uh, overcome with more people, more minds on the at the job, or better equipment? And what do you think?
5: I I think they're definitely uh they're they're easy to overcome it just takes we just have to think about it in a new way Mm -hmm. and that is that's part of the both the fun and the challenge of it is we have to we have to open our minds to this new um way of looking at the interface and being um trying to separate it into you know the world and uh because when you're playing with the, with the Oculus headset and you put your hand in front of it, you realize your hand's not really there.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: So, we, we don't want to, that's why I'm proud of the controller. Yeah. It's because uh, it means we don't have you putting your hand up there and realizing it's not there.
0: Speaking of controller, ideally, what sort of controller, you know, let's talk about, you know, you have a billion dollar budget. You know, what sort of controller do you dream of? for virtual reality.
5: Someone else is going to have to get that.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, a billion dollars, man, that can buy, like, a lot of $2 burritos. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, uh, the best controller for the Oculus Rift, I think, is the best controller for whatever game you're playing off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that games made for the Oculus Rift can absolutely use the keyboard and mouse, can absolutely use an Xbox 360 controller, or could absolutely just be a look-around game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the design of the game itself is going to have to dictate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that the uh, the head-tracking software for the Oculus was soon revealed, yeah. um, and that is you know fantastic. It has great possibilities for a lot of new style of games along with the Oculus Rift. Um, and it really is about finding the right games for them. Yeah. Uh, but if I had a billion dollars, heck, let's mm-hmm. let's just you know get full body VR out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's supposed to be the future, the future right now, so let's let's get on that.
0: I I figured with a billion dollars you'd probably <clears throat> be able to create the Matrix or hook people's minds inside of VR <laughs> by then.
4: Um, it would be pretty serious cheating. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But then, controller-wise, what about for your game specifically? What do you think, you know, is the Xbox 360 controller good enough? Is a mouse, you know, uh, keyboard and mouse good enough? Or are you looking at, you know, uh, the Hydras or the STEM system?
1: You know, we've been designing around the Xbox 360 controller Mm -hmm. because it's something in your hands that you, after just a very small amount of play or with a lot of practice within gaming, you know like the back of your hand sure. uh, and it becomes sort of a second nature uh, reaction in order to lean over with the joystick while looking hmm. uh, and making sure that nothing's too fiddly uh, is pretty important when you've got something strapped to your head and you can't see where your you know, fingers are on a keyboard. Uh, it's kind of interesting how difficult that is to translate over to uh, a non-Oculus version of Classroom Aquatic where a mouse and keyboard is absolutely required. Just mm-hmm. can't hold a controller one hand and then mouse over with the other very easily.
0: Is it hard to convince developers to work for virtual reality? I know. I mean, by now, if you don't know about virtual reality, it's um, you. You don't. You're not living in reality. Like you're not living in the world. <laughs> you know, but but like for if you do run into people who who aren't that familiar and who can, you know, program like, because here's what I'm trying to get at. If if Oculus is projecting that that they are uh they are they will be able to sell four five hundred thousand units by the end of two thousand fourteen, that's a a modest estimate. Um, and we don't know again we don't know a lot of things like when they're gonna release it and pricing and all that stuff. But but I remember there was a photo on the internet that got leaked, and it was the uh, president talking about you know their projections. So for developers such as yourselves, you know are you seeing this as this could potentially be paying the bills in the future or is this still a hobby? Is this, is this still something fun that you're doing on the side? What do you think?
4: Well, we certainly hope that it's going to be something that catches on permanently. Uh, you know, we, we think we found a good niche here with our game mm-hmm. uh, being a, a, an excellent marriage between the Oculus mechanics and uh, gameplay objectives. So, uh, we would love this to pay our bills. Uh, That's, that's probably the wish for everybody who has a pet project of their own. Um, You know, but going back to that disconnect, I do think there is going to be a separation of developers who focus on Oculus and those who focus on uh, keyboard or controller mechanics. Um, You know, so hopefully we kind of dig out a little hole for ourselves that we can, comfortably rest in and continue to develop in this
1: fashion. Surely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I would add that any developer out there should give thought to the Oculus, even if it is something that never comes forth out of an idea, uh, because it really can help you just learn more about design. It was so enriching to like pass around ideas with the rest of the team and think of if you are going to build a game around the Oculus Rift, what kind would it be? Stepping out of your comfort zone is a fantastic form of practice for any form of design.
4: Right, there's no paradigms right now as far as the Oculus goes, so it's kind of the Wild West as far as whatever you want to design. Absolutely.
0: And that's what makes it both scary and exciting, because there is no paradigms that parallel the Oculus Rift. There is there's nothing, and so for that matter, it could either you know, bomb and bomb really hard, or it could, for me, it, it's, it, it could explode and just be everywhere, It like tablets. Like, it could be the next tablet. I don't
4: know. Um, right, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of middle ground. Yeah, uh,
0: so <laughs> I don't see <laughs> it, yeah, at all.
4: <laughs> mm. You know, it, uh, I mean, we obviously hope uh, that the Oculus catches on um, and that, along with picking up the Oculus, they pick up our game. That's <laughs> uh, but uh, it's going to be exciting to see how this technology develops.
0: And so, going forward, where are you gonna? Where are you gonna? Where are you guys gonna be positioned? Are you gonna have a full fledged game or a full fledged uh, experience for people to prototype? What is what is up in the works? What's the future looking like for you guys?
1: Well, we are happy to announce that by the end of the month, we should have a Kickstarter up in order to fund further development for Classroom Aquatic. Uh, We would like to make this into a real game experience uh, for anyone who wants to try it out. Uh, We'd love to be sort of like a keystone game for the Oculus Rift. Um, We have a fantastic playable build right now Mm -hmm. of our early alpha version, and if we can get support to continue to develop that with a campaign mode or multiplayer and add fantastic new mechanics to the existing game, we would absolutely love to do that.
0: I think that sounds amazing. <laughs> I would love to be I, um, that is awesome. Uh, be, you, you mentioned multiplayer and I can't help but honestly, I need to talk about this. I, I think that the thing that is going to make virtual reality mainstream is going to be the sociability about of virtual reality. If we because um, oh, I when I go inside VR and when I put on the rift, For me, it's uh, it's sometimes a little bit lonely. Um,
1: Absolutely, and there's sort of like a Minecraft experience about it, in that you're mm -hmm. looking through this new world and you kind of realize that you're the only one here.
0: And I think with you guys, what would you know? Again, I don't know if it's too uh, far ahead to ask about this, but what sort of multiplayer mechanics are you thinking or bouncing off of? Um, Because I'm very curious about that. Like, I'd love to.
4: Well, we don't have anything set in stone quite yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've just been tossing around the idea of doing some sort of uh, two to four player multiplayer scenario uh, where you would either be or you could be defending your paper from being cheated off of from another player or distracting other players who are trying to cheat off of other Dolphins tests and competing in order to get the best grade in the test or series of tests. Um and in addition to you know, a couple mini games that might be attractive if we have the time to put those in too.
0: So this this game I I, I assume I, I I hopefully I don't assume wrong but I I'm assuming that it's going to be a fairly uh, focused on just being entertaining. There there won't be anything in particularly educational about dolphins or marine. It's not about that. It's about f- pure.
5: You'd be uh, surprised how. Uh... Easily, people can pick up things where they don't think they're learning.
0: <laughs> I like the way you said true. that.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, we uh, we do want to make sure that this is a full-fledged experience uh, for being in a classroom and not being prepared for a test, which is why it's really important for all of us to make sure that the questions, they're not gibberish. They're, they're actual questions. Mm-hmm. Um, that... If you were a genius, you probably wouldn't know all of them. But if you were a dolphin, you'd probably do pretty well.
0: <laughs> now, those dolphins, I tell you, if only they had opposable thumbs, it'd be right. over.
5: They right. would be over yeah, be for us. <laughs>
4: they must be holding onto the pencil somehow.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, we need to investigate that. Now.
0: You know, I, that uh, classroom aquatic scenario reminds me of us of an episode in my life. Um, I was uh, – I, I first came to the, U, the U.S. when I was in second grade from Nicaragua, and I didn't know a word of English, a word of English. And so putting on the rift and being inside the classroom and hearing that quack, 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 it was exactly like second grade. <laughs> it was exactly like learning English. So I, I, I feel like uh, – and where I'm going to this time around is empathy. I think – here you have a medium to share empathy with each other, um, to show people, look, this is what it feels like to be a, an outsider in front of, you know, this is what it feels like to not know what's going on. Um, and that, I don't know, that's kind of cool. That's a really cool, uh, I don't know if you guys thought about the psychological, you know, aspects of your game. Have you at all?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, that lonely experience you have with the Oculus single player, we wanted to really emphasize with being in a position that you are not very comfortable with. And don't you just squirm in the seat when your professor says you've got a test today and you think, oh my goodness, I haven't studied an ounce for it.
5: Mm. Um, I I know it's it's not exactly the, um, I know it's not exactly the, the, the line that we have, you know, but I've always thought of it as a, as a nightmare that you're going through.
3: Mm. Absolutely. I've,
5: I've, definitely had, I've definitely had dreams like that where I wake up and I'm like, oh, God, i have got to school, I'm not wearing pants, and I haven't studied. <laughs> <laughs> like I, wake, I wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning and I'm like, oh, God, I, I had class and I realized
1: I already graduated from college. <laughs> so, <laughs> I certainly don't have one. Especially with the empathy, you know, we, we've made a lot of games that can really show you what it's like to be afraid. Or fantastically heroic Or, you know, strategic Mm -hmm. Uh, And so often we don't have a lot of games That really have these sort of personal Down-to-earth, everyday Sort of uh, feelings of inadequacy Of fear Of maybe a little bit of ability to bend Your morality just for right now Mm -hmm. Um, And again, it's just Interesting to try and design around These scenarios I I
2: have a small anecdote About that, Um, I think one of the guys Who uh played our game when we demoed it at Magfest. I think he for some reason he didn't get our little spiel. He didn't really realize that it was a, a cheating game. And when he sat down, he was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how to take this test And then he was like, Wait a second, could I just <sighs> And then he he understood that, you know, it was just kind of this very organic experience. Like he sat down, he didn't really think it was a I don't know if he just wasn't paying attention or something, but he didn't realize that it was a game about cheating, and he kind of discovered that through the fact that, you know, he didn't know, like, how to answer those questions, and then he realized he could start looking around. Um, It has that kind of uh, potential for it. Um, Of course, we are coming out front, and we're saying this is a cheating game. You're supposed to cheat, but there's also that kind of aspect of, like, well, some people might actually try to take the test and they might not actually try to cheat, you know? Um,
4: and most people do cheat. Most people do. And the take from that is everybody is dishonest. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes.
0: Yes. Thank I mean, you. Be an
5: additional challenge <laughs> most to it is can you actually beat it without cheating?
4: That's right.
3: Exactly. There you go. Cool idea. No
0: Steam Google, though. Uh, <laughs> ah, yeah. there you go. Uh, you know, that, that's interesting. Uh, you know, uh, something someone said something about nightmares i i I can't recall just but just now you said you mentioned nightmares and i think uh where we're where vr is going is a point at which people are going to be able to share dreams because from a creator's standpoint um We've been uh, when I write something, there's room for ambiguity. So, so, so for example, the dog is brown. You have a picture of what brown looks like and what a dog looks like inside your mind, not necessarily mine. So, with a picture, sure, you know you can see what that dog looks like. But then, what if I could show you the exact place? That's why video games are such a powerful medium of storytelling, and VR is going to be even greater because now. I am the sole master of this medium of storytelling. Now that when I show you now when I tell you the dog is brown I'm literally showing you what kind of dog I'm envisioning inside my head, from what angle, all these different things and for that for that for that reason, like I feel like one day you know the work that takes seven people to make to create a dolphin classroom nightmare will one day be able to be a one person sort of thing where like sort of like minecraft how people by themselves build these worlds. You know, we're gonna be able to create dreams and share dreams with each other. Like, hey, Remy, let me uh, let me show you that dream I had the other night, and you'll be like, holy moly, get some help, dude, find a doctor or a therapist. So I don't know if that's a, if that was uh if that was too ranty, but I feel like you guys are on onto something here.
1: Oh, thank you very much. You know, uh, just to bounce off that, it it has never been a better time to get into interactive storytelling and gaming. You know, we're in a position where even, you know, seven kooky guys can just get to the other and make a cool idea and try and make it work. You know, if you think 15 years ago, this was entirely impossible from a technological standpoint, from a business standpoint, and it's only getting better. We have the best video games coming out nowadays than we've ever had, mm-hmm. and it's never been easier to allow independent gamers to do exactly what you're saying. Uh, we should all be, like, sharing our dreams, you know? This is just... It's
0: the future. Yeah, yeah. Let let the let the let the robots do the cleaning and the shipping and the driving, and let us just be creators and dreamers and share those dreams and live. All oh, right, communism. So let's. Uh, so what about uh, where was I now? <laughs> what about envisioning things that aren't just games? Have you guys bounced off or thought about uh more than just games? Perhaps services, virtual reality services, or anything like that,
4: or. And we haven't um, investigated that realm yet, really. Uh, you know, so far we're focused on uh, Classroom Aquatic mm-hmm. you know, as our main project. Um, I don't know, maybe, Ram, if you have any insights into that.
1: You know, we have a lot of different ideas about how VR can be implemented. Mm-hmm. I recently came off a project uh, wherein we were prototyping a way to help uh, upper forearm amputees use T1 Terminator uh, prosthetics. Um, and these things, they're fantastic, they have 5-grip control, they have 360-degree rotation, and it's difficult to use them, that's the caveat. You need something like 200 hours worth of practice in order to really get the sensors working how they do. VR could make that second nature. Uh, as well, we have fantastic different ideas for stories that might not even be games. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of buzz we had about uh, what we are going to make for the uh, Oculus Rift was an idea of an execution game. A lot of us really enjoyed uh, as sort of a thought project, and, and we'd like to move forward on that someday as well. Uh, but it's not just games; you can do apps, you can do interactive story, you can do uh, independent research with the Oculus. That is just a new form of you know communication. Uh, like we said, you know, it's an ocean of possibilities because nothing's set in stone as of yet.
5: True.
0: What uh, what sorts of things you know were you or sort of. Uh... You know, linger in the back of your head that that you are, you guys are sort of paying attention to. Um, are you guys in, in terms of where this could go bad? Because it, it the future looks really, really bright, but I don't want to delude myself to 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 this to this you know potential reality. I want to make sure that I'm covering my bases. Like I'm already thinking about law, like virtual reality lobbyists. Maybe this community needs to start hiring lobbyists so we can, you know, we can anticipate the rise of conservative family groups saying. Yo, slow down! This virtual reality thing—it's the devil. No, we need to, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Is there gonna be patent patent wars? Like, what, do, what are you guys paying attention to that maybe might be an obstacle in the future?
4: Oh, well, we're, we're looking at uh, who's gonna be the front runner for the VR uh, peripheral uh, gaming headset. I guess you know, uh, so far we've been developing with oculus rift um but there are other people developing this hardware um you know so i don't think there's any one company necessarily that has claimed the throne yet nothing has really been released even Mm -hmm. um you know so whoever ends up coming out on top uh you know that's i don't think that's going to affect us very heavily unless we're Working closely with one of these other companies Right now we're completely independent Um, But uh, it would take some imaginative uh, Lobbyists to come up with Some sort of uh, uh, (laughs) Anti-VR Propaganda yeah,
1: You know, I think one of the most dangerous things that VR could happen is not having enough content for its platforms, yeah. you know. 3D TV was a big buzzword for a while until we, someone realized that no one was able to make a show mm-hmm. that people wanted to watch that was also a 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Oculus Rift, uh, you know, doesn't have many games on its platform, that definitely will drive down demand, which means that sadly our team will not be able to develop more games for it. Mm um and if the games that are developed for it are not interesting enough if they fall into the pitfalls of skeomorphic design and everything is simply a rehash of what would be better played on a single screen that also could drive down demand for lack of options uh it's a big risk you know it's it's something we don't know that might happen well or good it could blow up or it could bomb as you say Mm -hmm. um and you know that's kind of the exciting thing about being in this position. Is it? It does have a little bit of that gambler streak to it,
0: you know. Yeah, and you guys are right at the front line. Right, right Like I feel like you guys are right at the edge of knowledge of what is possible and what feels good inside this new medium. It's, it's. You guys are pioneers, and uh, I would, <laughs> if I were there, I would pat you all on the back and uh, buy you drinks. Um, so. Uh, huh interesting
4: i would definitely take you up on the drink
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) um so then uh, huh i'm thinking about it so so negative so so that was so all right so we'll we'll overcome it what about um what about virtual reality and in terms of like what do you think is going to be taboo to make You know, people already, uh, when, you know, it's porn. People say, porn versus reality, it's porn, you know. But will there be a point at which people are going to be like, all right, this is distasteful, you know, where people... Because the one thing I I notice is, it's so much more visceral to put on the eyes of someone else and see the world through those eyes. And for example, Battlefield 3, I, I still haven't played it yet in VR, and I don't know how I'll react. I'm a huge Battlefield player. But I'm also like a... I know this is so contradictory. I'm a huge pacifist, and so, like, what? Pe- playing ten feet away on a on a monitor is not the same as I'm in there. And oh, okay, I just brought down a helicopter. There was two men in there, and they both had wives and families, and you know. <laughs> do you? So in that in that vein, in that paralleling that, will it will it get to a point where people are going to be like, this is too real, this is too much? What do you think?
4: Um, you know, it's uh, really the mediums uh, on which people would develop, they sort of inherit whatever taboo uh, sentiments the public has for them. Mm. You know, if people are going to be developing porn for the Oculus Rift, you know, I, I think people would have, you know, the same issues with porn on the Oculus Rift that they would on any other uh, any other browser if it was just on the monitor. Right. Um you know, I think, uh, I mean, that's an interesting question. You know, the scenarios that the Oculus Rift would allow definitely would uh, offer more immersion. Um, but if there was some new sort of taboo that would be introduced due to it being on the Oculus Rift, I mean, that would be, I don't know. I couldn't really envision anything at the moment that would necessarily be considered taboo on the Oculus Rift, but not in other scenarios.
1: Mm. It would be interesting to see how it transforms these sort of genres, though. You know, everyone runs into Call of Duty and Battlefield games with the thought of, I'm going to mow down some enemies and feel like a badass to do it. If it really is brought into your face that you can see that what you're doing is killing people, and they take away a new narrative from that... I mean, it's interesting to think about how that uh, speaks to the medium itself.
0: Interesting. I, I think of two things when you mentioned that. One, how fascinating it will be to watch the minds of young younger gamers adapt to gameplay in those kind of first-person, fast-action type of shooters. You know, going from a Call of Duty person who's... I, I just wish I had a a, a, sci- a scientist next to me because i I, I would get this scientist and uh, I would get a gamer and put strap him with EEG brainwave scanners and notice the brain patterns in his, in his brain as he's inside virtual reality and seeing how that brain is changing from one para- paradigm of gaming to the other um, because I want you know it, that's a, that's such a fascinating interesting thing and at the same time I'm also thinking about this you know, will it will it affect people? You're right. I think you're right. Those those taboos that people already have from one medium to the other, they'll bring them with them. So, huh?
4: Yeah. I mean, yeah, the uh, uh, you know, one thing that was kind of interesting, uh, because the mechanics of the Oculus Rift are pretty natural to people. I mean, it's just looking around with your head. In in the demo that we had at Magfest, uh when people were looking around the room trying to cheat off of people, I mean, they were aware that, you know, the current version of the Oculus Rift, or maybe they weren't, but I, I think most people were aware that it didn't have the positional head tracking. Um, but when people were leaning over using the analog uh, stick on the Xbox controller, um, they were actually leaning. <laughs> they were leaning themselves in the chair. And a lot of people were bumping into things or other people. Um, it was pretty funny to watch. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it does seem like it puts you it, the, the immersion of the the Oculus Rift, um, especially in this game. It it kind of makes you forget that you're playing a game and you're actually acting naturally.
0: Yeah, I, you know, it's um I think I think it's it sounds kooky to say this, but millions of years of evolution, and I don't think. You know the human brain was was quite ready for for the point at which we would be able to do something to like this to it, you know, um, because it's so easily just optical illusions. If you it just look up any optical illusion, it's so easy to trick the brain. The, the brain, for as amazing as it is, this supercomputer can be quite um, quite silly uh, and, and easily fooled.
4: I still don't get all those magic eye things right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, what do you guys anticipate? Well, you know, as developers yourselves, uh, I know John Carmack has been talking about uh, developing for Android as well. Um, how do you receive those news? Will you guys be able to adapt to, to, to Android in the future, or, or are you staying, uh, are you dropping your anchors on, on, on PC and Steambox?
1: Oh, this is a Michael
5: question. Yeah, that was a, definitely a question for me. Um, well, I am in my, in my day job mm. a Android and iPhone developer. And so I am currently involved in Android development, making Android games, uh, making iPhone games. So um, that is kind of my original forte coming into this project. Nice. So I, don't, I don't anticipate any problems in that regard.
3: So, difficulties
0: do you think so developing a game inside uh, with, with Android and uh, make it a virtual reality game um, so that I can play it off of my tablet one day um, <clears throat> like Carmack says that won't be a problem
5: well that is that is definitely something I even have been talking about recently is using the phone as kind of like an augmented reality uh, just to kind of get it out there on another platform mm-hmm. is where you could hold the phone up and you could look through it. In order to perhaps see what you'd be looking at, uh, and indeed, if like the if we could bring um, a VR headset or even just VR in any other form to uh, mobile devices, then um, like if we get the Oculus, so it would hook up to a uh, to a phone of some in some way. That that would also be
4: possible. We'll have a cheaper version also that's just like a empty pair of glasses that you can slide your tablet into, mm-hmm. so it's almost like you're there. <laughs>
0: nice I like that I, I, I would buy that
5: um. yeah, I definitely feel like uh, it's our job as developers to provide the um, customers users with um, all sorts of different ways to play the game and then they can decide if, if if they don't want if they want to play it on the Oculus and they feel like that's the premium experience then uh, we're definitely developing for that. But I also feel like not everyone is going to have, um, access to that. So we want to give them, you know, we still want to give them the game. Like the game
1: also matters to us. Hmm. Absolutely. I'd like to add to that, that that today we have our windows and Mac and Linux versions all available.
0: Ah, well, that sounds amazing. And everybody get out there and download those. Now you have no excuse. Um, (laughs) that's awesome. You know, looking forward into the future and this is what i do all the time i'm I'm a time traveler I, i i'm always thinking about the future uh i uh i wonder where will will it get to a point where you won't be able to because because of all the virtual reality adjustments because let's say you go a year from let's say a year from the release of the oculus rift you guys are realizing that okay it's not working. We need to make the UI uh seamless to a point where it's only going to work in VR. Are you are you willing to take that leap? I mean, assuming again a year into the rift and saying you know with with all the development experience that the, that you'll have. Would you?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. If it's the best fit for the medium, then we would certainly uh, develop towards that. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm. Oh, okay.
1: i mean, admittedly the uh, keyboard and mouse version of Classroom
4: Aquatic is not as fun as the Oculus, but uh, you know, we want to make it available to everybody since yeah. there is no Oculus uh, commercially available yet. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: What would be uh what would be like a fair in your and you guys' mind and this doesn't necessarily have to apply to Classroom Aquatic, but you know, what do you think Oculus will uh or whoever makes games, what do you think will be the pricing for for games once uh once the Oculus gets released?
4: <sighs> Probably the firstborn and <laughs> line of blood. <laughs> I'll go with that answer too. <laughs> well, I have to say that
5: working with the Oculus, um, they've done a really good job of creating a plugin that just pretty seamlessly integrates. Um, into controlling the camera for us. Hmm. So I don't necessarily see that as adding the, that particular, as adding to development time, but like we were discussing, changing the interface and designing the game around that might make given development
0: take longer, and so that might add to development costs in the long run. Speaking of Oculus one more time, with the Crystal Cove version, there's a camera now uh, set in front of you. Will that affect the gameplay of Classroom Aquatic?
1: You know, we are super excited to try that out, to see if that really does help with the leaning mechanic. You know, as we said before, when people play this game, they have a natural inclination to lean along with leaning with the controller stick, instead of just sitting stationary in their chair. If we can integrate that lean in as the controller mechanic, that'd be uh, just a little more, you know, VR reality for them,
5: and a fantastic reason for them to clean up their play area, because...
0: No, <laughs> got a knock down or something <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nice huh what about the uh, the implementation of the distractions I remember the you can get you throw the erasers and I uh, I, I would get immense satisfaction from seeing a dolphin go wow it was it was really <laughs> satisfying um, will there be more sort of you know other uh, gameplay approaches to distracting the teacher or will it be just eraser and <laughs>
1: Uh, There were absolutely be more things that you can do to throw erasers at. Uh, We want the world that you live in uh, to feel as if it's something you can have an effect over. Mm -hmm. You're in a scary situation that you have no control over, that you have to take a test that you can't retroactively study for. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, we do want it to feel like you have some effect on the world that you can help gain some advantage to your uh, situation. So far more objects that Uh, have sort of special effects when they are hit with erasers, Uh, more strategy involved when you throw erasers at fellow students, Uh, just to give you some form of control over the very scary experience you're going through.
0: Yeah, it's scary indeed. And you know what else? I, I, I applaud Classroom Aquatic because I think what will make virtual reality mainstream is not just... Uh, developers going out to outreach to hardcore players who only like first-person shooters and only like, you know, really crazy games. Classroom Aquatic is one of those games where my, you know, 15-year-old cousin can try it out, and and she doesn't even like video games, or my, and just because of just the effect of her being inside a classroom filled with dolphins, I feel like she would just stay there, Uh, assuming, of course, it would be an HD Oculus Rift. So... Again, sure. it's it's a really cool approach. Like, are you who are you, Are you're not thinking about your target audience or, or at all? You're just making something really fun. Are you or what's what's happening in there?
4: Well, our target audience is pretty broad. You know, when we went to Magfest, we had a pretty good reception, and there were all sorts of people who came to try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, this project began again as a uh, uh, Oculus Rift VR jam, um, and it being a new medium. You know, these guys had much more freedom with which to just develop something new and kind of unheard of. Um, But, you know, this particular game, uh, we weren't planning on targeting a specific audience. It just has this general mass appeal. I think, one, because dolphins are cute Mm -hmm. and uh, two, because it's such a natural uh environment for you to be in a natural scenario everybody's been in school everybody's you know looked around the class and you know tried to, well maybe not everybody but uh people have you know definitely been in this situation where they've had to cheat so it's very relatable
0: yeah on a more serious note when the you know uh, when the full game comes out uh, will i be able to experience uh, a full-fledged dolphin orgy
4: <laughs> Absolutely, that'll be yes. your copy, and uh, you, you can pirate it as you please. <laughs> yes,
0: my life is complete. Thank you. Uh, that's no. If I, will will there be other aspects of dolphin life or uh, aquatic life that you guys m- m- might be playing around with
5: uh, aside from the classroom setting? Definitely, as part of the campaign. Uh,
1: we are super excited to try and explore other areas of both dolphin life and school life. Mm. Uh, and see whether or not we can make that a cool translation into a gameplay mechanic that's fun and Oculus and it's Rift-centered, you know? Mm.
0: That's... I like it. I, I, I really like you guys' approach. Any... Uh, uh, again, I'm sure this is too early to ask, but do you guys have any timeline or, or, or uh, sort of uh, updates that people should look forward to in the future?
4: Well, we are going to be releasing our Kickstarter and uh, by the beginning of February is our plan. Um, In the meantime, we're working on a more polished uh, demo for people to take a look at and kind of get the gist of what our game is about. Um, But we don't have any other particular dates set. We're looking to get into other game conventions to show off our game a little bit more. Um, No particular release date set yet either, um, but we hope that it would be within the next six to eight months maybe. Um, But don't take my word on that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and in terms of uh, go ahead sorry
1: uh, I was about to say if people want to get updated about uh, Classroom Aquatic they should absolutely visit our site and like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter
0: and the handle would be
4: we are Classroom Aquatic for all of them well we're Class Aquatic on Twitter Okay. We're Classroom Aquatic uh, this is Facebook. why you have the uh, PR guy answer that
1: question
4: <laughs> <laughs> well I figured out your last name so far so i do it a little bit better
0: uh, <laughs> In terms but, of, yeah. sorry. Yeah, so in terms of game development, have you have you is is seven people enough for the sort of experience you're putting together, or do you find yourself, man, I wish I had another guy, or man, you know, I don't, I wish I didn't have another guy. What do you think? What's your take on that?
4: Well, we'll say this here. You know, first and foremost, we're going to get rid of about half of you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, surprise. <laughs>
1: so uh, go ahead. I'll let one of the developers take a. A shot at this one what do you think adeline did you like making art with uh, the amount of people we had
2: um that was pretty good um i think mickey probably needed some he, i think he was just getting really tired that he, we called him the dolphin animator because that's what he did for about three weeks straight and um, like making sure the dolphins were working right um i mean i think two people for the environment maybe another animator i don't know I see. I mean, we, we did okay um, in three weeks with what we had, and um, I think more help would be cool. But um, we can swing it. I think if we just had the people that we have.
0: What what is the most difficult aspect about designing environments? Is it the creative process, or is it the is it the actual grinding down and getting getting things going? Can you enlighten sure. me?
2: I think it was actually the, the grinding down and getting things going. Um, I'm actually primarily a 2D artist um, and uh, I actually was kind of like learning some things from the the other two people um, who were a bit more proficient in 3D than I was um, for the project. And um, I, I mean, 3D can be a pain in the butt. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, things just go wrong, you know, um, you have to have a really good pipeline, you have to make sure, um, a lot of things are, are correct within Maya and, um, uh, just a lot of little steps that you have to take in order to make things work right well and look good, um, so, I mean, without going into too much detail, uh, it, it was definitely making all the little bits. um,
3: Oh, yeah hmm.
0: let me ask you adeline about um, really quickly there's this software from uh Sixth sense called uh, makevr and what make uh-huh. v- have, you, have you heard of, uh, have you heard of it makevr no i haven't makevr is what they use they do is they are uh, they haven't released it yet but what they do is they they, they hold on to to the razor hydra and with the razor hydra you can uh, it's basically an autocad system for uh, virtual reality and you designers and anybody who wants to create can create things using the hydra and molding and sculpting things with their hands it's insanely intuitive you know in the future or looking forward do you see yourself perhaps uh doing art or doing work uh inside virtual reality would that even work what do you think um i
2: mean i mean sure like the technology's there and it's it's um relatively easy to learn and use and yeah i wouldn't see why not Mm -hmm. um i can i can see it helping with a lot of things just making it feel more intuitive or to feel like you're actually sculpting but i i think i think we have a little bit of time before we we really get that like to the point where um you're just as efficient you know working on your computer i mean i don't know i haven't even seen this thing um i'd have to look at it and see Mm -hmm. see how they're doing with it um so, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you.
0: Huh. And so what do you guys think is going to be, um, you know, and I, I again, this is a, a sort of repetitive, but I, I I, really am looking forward to what will be the controller of virtual reality, the, the controller, because I think one of the things that will hold virtual reality back Assuming, of course, that you get a really good Rift, and I'm hopeful for that. I think that it's coming along the way. Um, and you're going to get good content. I think the third thing that is just as important is a controller or an input device. Um, sure. I don't know how good the STEM system will be. I haven't tried it yet. But I am banking on, if not on if not this generation of virtual reality devices, uh, hopefully the next we'll be able to see gloves and that sort of thing uh, be implemented because, yeah, I want to have my hands inside the computer and move my fingertips and all that stuff. Like, that would be insane.
4: I mean, I've tossed that idea around, you know, myself in the past, you know, uh, not even in the uh, reference of VR, but just as using a glove as a game controller, and I'm sure everyone here can think back to the uh, Nintendo Power Glove. Mm -hmm. um, But... I mean, that's an interesting avenue to take this sort of uh, project. Um, I think one of the main hurdles with developing some sort of glove that people would use to manipulate, uh, manipulate their environment would be haptic feedback. If you're grabbing some object in a virtual world um, and it doesn't feel like you're grabbing that object, you know, that's going to take you out of the experience. So it would, it's definitely uh, some delicate subject matter. Uh, requires a fair amount of planning and thought and how to execute on this sort of technology.
0: Hmm. Definitely. You know, as indie developers yourselves, do you worry or do you think that, uh, you know, the big publishers like EA or Activision or Ubisoft realizing that, oh my God, there's money to be made in VR and... um, the question is, does it worry you that you know if they start turning around and start you know coming our way, will 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 that be uh, something that you're that you're looking out for, or is this you know n- not something to be worried about?
4: I think you know the uh, the big name publishers, uh, you know, the relationship between indie developers and the big name publishers would be the same in the VR uh, world. You know, there'd be uh, smaller, more um, uh, what would the word be, uh, more unique games mm-hmm. uh, that would come out in the indie world uh, versus uh, AAA budget games. Um, I don't think that that dynamic would be too different uh, with the Oculus Rift, but
1: there's definitely money to be made in AAA budget titles. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of money to go around. I mean, they've got niche uh, audiences for indie games, uh, things like Gone Home or The Novelist. Uh, and they've got fantastic uh, feedback for Battlefield Three or you know the Call of Duty games. Really, there's room for anyone to come on in and say, "I'd like a carve a little piece of my own." Yeah,
0: when you when you mention money, yeah, there is there is a lot of money go around in terms of the uh, the game industry. Um, especially because I don't know if you guys read this report. There's this report coming out uh, or that came out that. Uh, it's projected that the game industry will be worth $111 billion by 2015, and that's not even accounting to the fact that China has now opened up to game consoles, and uh, people will be able to start buying consoles in China, and, and game, video games in China, period. So, yeah, it looks like it's going to be... yeah. It, it looks like it's what it is you know movies are on the way i i think in my opinion uh that by 2030 2040 who knows you know people like me or people who are being born into the 21st century i don't i think they're they're going to be people who are going to become hard to impress and you know sure. someone who's born into in 2000 or 2001 and they're 19 they're 20 by 2020 you know they're not they don't have the same ex- same expectation to be blown away as, as someone that from 1980, 1970, 1960. So my uh, hypothesis is that movies are on the way out uh, in the long run. And, uh, you know, interactive media is, is going to be the thing that will define storytelling for us. Um, but who knows how long that will be. Because people are really hard to impress. And this is why I think virtual reality will be popular, because gamers today aren't very impressed with the current state of consoles um, and I don't know what do you guys think are you are you are you happy are you content with the current state of video games in terms of the the innovation that consoles have and PC games have or are you ready for something new like me you know,
4: I, I think a lot of people were waiting for some disruptive technology to be introduced that's going to change the experience that people have with games you know mm-hmm. there's been a lot of uh, regurgitation of the same themes, you know, that have been tweaked or refined, you know, a little bit. And this is just an inevitable step in uh, gaming development, uh, you know, just specific for gaming. Uh, you know, movies and other interactive media definitely will uh, find their way into the Oculus Rift. Um, but I think, you know, the gaming market, uh, while there are a lot of exciting games coming out, uh, has somewhat stagnated, um, and this is going to provide a new, fresh. uh, Perspective for people on which to develop and play their games.
2: Yeah, it's definitely not about having the best graphics anymore. I think, um, you know, we noticed in the past, like each council system, you know, had better graphics, and that was one of the big, like, draws to it. I don't think that's that's quite enough, um, like what Devin was saying. Um, people want something a little bit different now, a little
1: bit fresher. Yeah, absolutely. And the, you know, the fantastic thing is, is that now that there is a demand not for greater graphics or more, you know, polygons or more colors on the screen, the people are demanding, uh, either innovation or finely honed, finely tuned gameplay, um, And, you know, we still read books nowadays, and the books that we read nowadays, uh, you know, they find interesting stories to tell, and they find interesting ways to tell them. Mm. Um, As mediums age, there's always more people who become more nuanced within how they tell their stories. Mm. And we gamers, and moviegoers, and book readers, and everyone else who is someone who likes a specific medium, the more they uh, indulge themselves in that medium, the more uh, nuanced they become of it, And so gaming has grown since its inception. You know, we are becoming a little more uh, uh, able to pick out the the diamonds in the rough nowadays. Yeah. Uh, And so it's all good. You know, I say that today we are having, you know, the best games ever made now are coming out. In 30 years, it'll be better than now. I think it was interesting. Uh, You
4: mentioned before, you know, people being born nowadays and... The 2000s uh you know who are going to be 20 in 2020 mm-hmm. uh they uh they don't have the same frame of reference that we grew up with as far as video game development goes you know mm-hmm. we we've, we've seen a lot of the pitfalls and a lot of the successes uh you know on on most of the consoles and i mean it was it's you know when a new genre of music you know comes up there's going to be you know very differing opinions, and certain people aren't going to be very impressed by, you know, X, Y, or Z. Um, but those who have seen uh, the advent of these technologies or these genres, you know, they can appreciate the difference that it uh, provides to, you know, that medium, to that gaming experience, or to that musical genre. Yes, indeed yeah
0: i uh i for example i i remember the day that uh I first were was able to play super mario 64 the day that i was witnessing 3d graphics for the first time i'll never forget that day it was glorious and right. and, and so that 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 same sensation i never got it until i put on the rift that that familiarity of like oh my god i'm somewhere else like that, that didn't come until like what was it, 1996 when I first to the rift, 2013. I'm not good at math, so yeah, a long time, and it's it's crazy. Like, it's finally here, and you know, going back to what Adeline said, you know, innovation. It's it, it just you're you're 100% right. Innovation and and uh, create. It's not just graphics. That's why the Nintendo Wii was so popular and sold so well in the beginning because it was. One, innovative, and two, it added a second, a small degree of immersion that no other games gave you. Like, you know, a racket, you swung like a racket. Uh, yeah. A bowling ball, you swung like a bowling ball. And that immersion, I think, is the uh, elephant in the room that no one is speaking about when it comes to VR. Everyone at CES that I was paying attention to in terms of reporters and all that stuff, everyone was saying 2014 is going to be the year of the wearable tech. I disagree. I disagree. Uh, I I think they're wrong. I think that uh, wearables for as uh, enticing as they sound virtual reality is going to come out of left field and people won't even see it coming. Like they're going to be at Best Buy and they're going to see these headsets hanging out and they're going to put it on and they're going to be blown away. And then there's going to be, then they're going to see the price track $300 and they're going to take it home. And here we go. The revolution begins. The virtual reality revolution starts. I, Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's feels so tangible that it's, it's, yeah, that it's about to begin, and
4: it's so close that you can taste that 111 billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and who knows? Maybe even more. Again, China just opened up, and those numbers didn't reflect what China will be able to bring in. Because what's happening, even 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 right now in the Silicon Valley, what's happening is a lot of money is being uh, you uh, brought over from from China because China. Uh, i think has a uh, real estate bubble and uh, people who know about the bubble are coming over to the bay area and silicon valley they're buying houses in cash that's why rent in san francisco is so expensive right now Um, but they're also diversifying their assets by spending money and throwing money at tech companies Um, so you're seeing this big boom in san francisco right now and it's because largely because one there's a saying in china um, no matter how much money you have you can't buy blue skies in beijing And so all the rich people in China are moving their assets and they're sending their kids to college in America. And they're uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's the the circumstances seem right for uh, for large disruption to happen in 2014 in terms of the games industry.
4: Yeah, it's an exciting time for uh for gaming in particular with this new technology. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where people take it. You know, we're just one development group
1: with mm-hmm.
4: kind of a cool idea that we wanted to carry out and um, you know, hopefully we're only one of, you know, a few hundred other groups that come up with some really fantastic ideas, but I think the development is going to be more reliant on uh uh content and immersion rather than simply graphics from now on you know it's going it's really going to up the uh the curve Mm -hmm. um up the bar as far as what people are going to accept as a good virtual reality game
0: yeah for sure Uh, anybody else want to add anything in there (laughs) (laughs) um well yeah it's it's definitely uh Definitely looking really bright. What about the community, the virtual reality community down in LA? Um, how how does it look like, you know, just in general? When you guys approach people, uh, uh, what do you what, what what do people think about virtual reality? Um, so they're to, excited, yeah.
5: Definitely excited. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't there the whole time at the last convention we went to, but Remy was, mm-hmm. and. um, I wandered around I kind of approached people and said hey do you want to come and try this new thing and they were very very excited like whoa this new thing I I, I didn't even know you had one here that's amazing And they, I'm going to go over there right now and try it mm-hmm.
4: there's definitely a lot of novelty value associated with the Oculus Rift um, as well with uh, the Google Glass uh, you know those types of technologies people are kind of drawn to it because it's something new mm-hmm. Um You know, whether these things stick in the long run, you know, obviously I hope these things stick, um, but you know, we can't necessarily forecast that at the moment. Um, but you know, people are attracted to new things. Mm -hmm. You know, they see some cool technology with an interesting game concept and, uh, you know, they're drawn to it. They want to try it out. At MAGFest, everybody was, or most people were looking at our projection of the uh, the Oculus output on a, a screen we put up. They didn't even know that it was an Oculus game necessarily when they approached us. Um, but uh, it was something that they just had to try out because they'd never seen this before. Mm-hmm
0: yeah the 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 idea is amazing the idea that you are a uh, in a dolphin classroom trying to cheat your way through this exam um i who who came up with that that's a was it a dream seriously we like need to like that's i can't let that go i need to know
2: it, it kind of just it was it was kind of everybody you know i think one okay. we mentioned it earlier I, we actually argued about it for two days um extremely passionate uh arguing about what what we should make for the vr jam and um you know i threw out an idea and then that kind of snowballed into you know cheating and then that just seemed like the perfect mechanic for a looking game um and then somebody blurted out dolphins and it just kind of You know, click, or Heather blurted that out. Um, So.
4: It was a perfect storm. Very nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: We Uh, did a lot of storming.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Of course it was, I I always felt like it was one of those ideas where, um, I don't think we really knew what we had, you know, when we were working on it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, I don't know, I think the, the reception to the game after MagFest just it really blew me away in terms of just what people were saying. Um, I just, I, I could have never mm. thought that, you know, it would have, people would have thought, the idea of dolphins in a classroom was, um, you know, um, I think at one point we were thinking of just doing cheating game with students, but I'm glad we, we didn't do that or like with humans.
0: Thank um, you. Yes. Thank you for giving me dolphins. It was and giving us all dolphins. Because people, yeah, people, when I tell them, hey, I'm about to interview, you know, these guys that created this classroom of dolphins and they're like, who, what are you? They're like, they laugh because immediately it's like, it's, 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 it's like giggle. like, I can hear like classroom of dolphins. You have to cheat. Giggle. Like, yeah. Right, it's like
4: dolphins. Why not? Oh yeah. I, like,
0: know? I like that a lot. Why well, not put some dolphins in there? What about, uh, applications, or so so you mentioned yes consumers um right now you're focusing on consumers have you ever has that ever crossed your mind to uh create virtual reality experiences for for companies or businesses or industries or you know private sector at all
4: I mean it, it's not exactly our uh, uh, uh objective uh-huh. um but it would be pretty cool to see uh new modes of advertising or Uh, different sorts of presentation concepts arising from using the uh, the oculus rift Hmm. Um, you know as it stands right now you know the gaming community is blowing up over this uh, for obvious reasons Um, i think the secondary and tertiary uh, purposes for the oculus rift are going to make their way out of the woodwork once people start to see the successes and the failures and recognize what makes a good virtual reality experience, because there's no, there's no textbook, there's no guideline that people can uh, adhere to to really hone their experience and say, okay, this is where we need to, this is where we need to stop developing, or this is the place that we need to get to, in order for this to be a successful product. You know, again, it's like the Wild West. We just kind of gotta, you know, shoot and see what we hit.
0: And so just sort of to, to recap, I'm, I think you might probably mentioned a couple of these things earlier, but what, what, has, ha, what have you found out in terms of game design, in terms of uh, environment, in terms of sound? What works and, and what doesn't right now?
1: You know, I think that the biggest thing we got was that really constant moving around uh, feels very strange on the Oculus Rift still. Mm-hmm. and it's, it, it's not uh, uh, something that I would set in stone but going forward it's kind of easier to make sure that people don't feel seasick or nauseated uh, if you are in a position where you're not bouncing around uh, very fast you know we made sure that this game was something you would sit down and play and if we wanted to make sure that in simulation wise it would kind of refer to that uh, just keeping that in mind, uh, after that, it's, it's so open to a lot of possibilities. Um, as for sound design, Eric, why don't you talk
3: about the sound design? How was it making uh, sound for the Oculus Rift man? Uh, a lot of fun, really. I mean, yeah, it was just, uh, you're trying to help create that sense of space. I guess that's one of my main jobs. And to, uh, you know, make it entertaining as well. So hopefully that's what's happening so far is that it's uh, people are enjoying listening to the sounds, but it's also immersing you further into that.
0: Eric, let me ask you really quickly about three D by narrow sound. Have you have you uh-huh. heard about it, or have you thought about incorporating that eventually?
3: Oh yeah, I well I don't know much about it. I'm actually mm-hmm. looking. I even yesterday I was looking at that. I think that would be really essential actually to. Kind of complete the experience. Uh, something happens way behind you. You want to hear that sense of space. That's a really powerful thing. Mm. Sound is is definitely sometimes overlooked in terms of its ability to kind of create a an environment, like uh, a sense of space. All right yeah it's it can be very useful for sure i agree it's so good. i think that would be great
0: good yeah. sound is like a a blanket that wraps you up in its warm kindness and dro- drops you even more into the immersion um
4: yeah i think the music is kind of the uh underdog in all of this mm. you know i mean do you have the oculus rift presenting to you this gorgeous environment um but, you know, your other senses also have to come along for the ride mm-hmm. and sound, I think, is taken for granted um, in a lot of games, uh, especially when you're looking at um, games on in a 2D perspective, um, 3D rendered. But, you know, on your screen, unless you have a fantastic 5.1 or 7.1 surround mm-hmm. sound system um, or some banging headphones that will do the same, you mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I think that people lose a lot uh, from the gaming experience without having that uh, additional element uh, of immersion.
0: Speaking of sound, uh, and just in in your senses themselves, just so you have vision, you have uh, audio through your ears. What about speech? Have you have you thought about speech? Uh, you know, uh, uh, in terms of you know, again in the future. You know, I'm getting scolded by the teacher and there's a prompt that tells me, you know, talk back and I'll go quack, quack. Like I'm, I'm supposed to actually speak dolphin back to her and uh, otherwise it won't work. Uh,
4: yeah, maybe you have to give a speech uh, in <laughs> dolphinese in front of the class. <laughs> I mean, that, that would, that's, that's really an interesting idea. Uh, you know, we hadn't, I don't think we thought about incorporating a microphone into this. Um but you know, maybe that's uh, that would be extra credit you could do for bonus points on your test.
0: Oh yeah, awesome! <laughs> Very cool. Um, well, I am uh, about uh, I have about reached my 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 time here. Uh, Remy, Adeline, Eric, Devin, Michael. Mm. Heather and Mickey, who are not here, Uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you for for joining me today on, uh, you know, uh, talking about your awesome, awesome game, uh, Classroom Aquatic. Again, how can people uh, find out more about your game, and and where can they get more updates?
4: Uh, You can go to uh, www.classroomaquatic.com. You can check us out on Facebook. Uh, We are Classroom Aquatic on there as well, and we're Class Aquatic on Twitter keep an eye out for our Kickstarter that should be launching at the beginning of February and uh, more demos are soon to follow and hopefully a couple other goodies in the meantime.
0: Very cool. So down the li- let's run down the line and any quick shout outs or any last uh, comments you'd like to say and yeah, we'll wrap things up.
1: I, I just want to shout out to all of my fellow classmates at USC. You guys are freaking awesome. Uh, I won't name you all because if I miss one of you, I'm Totally gonna not be friends with that person anymore, <laughs> and that's just too scary.
2: Okay, well, after you said that, all the UCLA people on the team. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> on that. Shout out to the UCLA <laughs> game lab. Uh, we're we're not exactly a team divided. Um, it's it's actually a, probably like 90 percent UCLA and one USC sucker. Um, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Go game lab at UCLA. Um And uh, I don't know Anything else you want to say? I'd like to give a shout out to my mom Hey mom Say <laughs> so hi to dad for me I'll talk to you guys later <laughs> Alright Definitely last... a
4: big shout out to this team These guys have put a lot of hours into this game And it's looking great
0: Again, you guys have been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, You have been listening to VR. Thank you, Florence Yuen, for referring me to these awesome people. Um, Have a great day. And that's it. Thank you, guys. Thanks very
5: much, Chris.